It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to a Tuesday. Welcome into Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio, Tuesday, June 21st. First day of summer. Feels like it. Feels like it's the first day of hell. But maybe it's just the first day of summer. Summer solstice, longest day of the year. Get out and enjoy it if you can. If not, stay in the air conditioner and enjoy it. I will, I'm going to go to the pool today. Heading over to my friend's house, uh, Big Ralph. We're heading to the, getting in the pool. Have a few adult beverages. Just sort of chill. It's nice to be retired. It is. I'm not going to lie. It's nice to be retired. M&M Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. That's 384-1450 if you'd like to join in on the conversation. The Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Don't forget, it's summer cash bash at Thornton's each week. One lucky refreshing rewards member will win $10,000, 10,000 simoleons. That happens all summer long. Grand prize at the end of the summer, a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Tahoe, easy for me to say. Chevy Tahoe. Simply open your Refreshing Rewards app, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon to enter. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, large Doritos, hot dogs, Bud Light 12-packs, many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. It is Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. Not a Refreshing Rewards member? Well, become one today. Text REWARDS to 80313. Also, you get uh, savings on fuel every day. So, uh, summer cash bash. I'm going to have a summer pool party today. Bats uh, back on the uh, back on at home tonight at the Slugger Field against the Iowa Cubs. 7:05 first pitch, 6:35 pregame with Nick Kern, Jim Kel- Jim Kelch, Nick Kern, play-by-play voice of the Bats, will join me in about 12 minutes. I'm sorry, 14 minutes, and we'll uh, talk about the upcoming homestand, where the Bats uh, stand. Uh, in the International League. Is it still the International League? I'm not sure. But we'll talk to uh, Nick about all of those things. Don't forget, no show tomorrow. Bats baseball at noon tomorrow, 12.05 officially with 11.35 pregame right here on the Big X. So Thursday we will do greatest boxing movies ever. I was going to combine it with a couple of other sports, wrestling, um, MMA, but I decided no way boxing movies are going to outdo all of the wrestling and and MMA movies at this point. So let's just do boxing movies. We'll save the others for another time. That'll be Thursday's show topic, greatest boxing movies of all time. Do you have a top three? Send them to me on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Or anything else you want to talk about on that uh, Thornton's text line. Um, Louisville got a big commitment. Now, I'm on Record is saying I don't talk about recruiting on this show. There's a lot of shows that'll talk about recruiting, including KSR in the morning with Kentucky, Mike Rutherford showed in the afternoon about Louisville, Matt Dennison, uh, the Hoosier Report, Matt Dennison, he'll talk about IU recruiting. I don't talk about recruiting that much, at least until guys sign on the dotted line. I've said this forever. Commitment, I don't care. You can get the top five guys to commit to your school in the whole class, and until they sign on the dotted line, I'm really not going to pay a whole lot of attention to it. But Louisville yesterday got a commitment from running back Reuben Owens II 
out of El Campo, Texas. He is 5'11", 180, and he is ranked on ESPN as the number two running back in the class of 2023. This is a a big deal. It is the highest-ranked running back recruit in Louisville history. In fact, he's number one on a lot of scouting services. But number two on ESPN, he decommitted from Texas last June. A year ago, he decommitted from Texas. That, that means more than a year ago, he committed to Texas. That's a long time ago. He was probably a sophomore in high school. 24 career games, 4,500 yards rushing, 68 touchdowns. Last year, 2,989 yards rushing. 46 touchdowns, that's 12.1 yards per carry. As I mentioned, 5'11", 180. Not huge in stature, so if you're a Louisville fan, expect a guy that is very elusive and very quick and very fast. He joins the number two wide receiver in the class, DeAndre Moore Jr. out of Los Alamitos, California. Pierce Clarkson's doing a lot of work out in California. The UofL quarterback commit. I've seen billboards down on the convention center put up by either Pierce Clarkson or his family or Louisville or a combination of those. Pierce Clarkson's committed. That's a commitment that I think is pretty solid. But again, until I get it in writing, doesn't mean a whole lot. Ruben Owens II, if he comes to Louisville, it means a whole lot. DeAndre Moore Jr., it means a bunch. Scott Satterfield's doing work. Now, what to what do we attribute this sudden um, uprising of young players deciding to spurn schools like Texas, Texas A&M, and come to Louisville? Well, you could ask the same thing up the road 75 miles just a couple of years ago. How come all of these guys are coming to Kentucky? How come Will Levis, who leaves Penn State, is going to come to Kentucky? Why are these high school players now, tops in their class, top five in their class at their position, coming to Louisville? And I have to think it's got to do with NIL. Louisville is doing a great job with name, image, and likeness. Now, I understand that in theory – You can't promise these kids name, image, and likeness deals, in theory. It's against the rules, I guess, right? They're still in NCAA. I don't know how much longer the NCAA is going to be around. I don't. But there are still movies out there. Excuse me, I, I was reading a text. There are still NIL deals out there ready to be made. And if I'm Scott Satterfield or Coach Thomas or any of these other Louisville coaches and I'm, on, I'm recruiting a guy, I tell him, look, Louisville's a large metropolis here. There's a whole lot of opportunities in the name, image, and likeness field. A ton. This is a major city. This is not Lincoln, Nebraska. This is not um, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. You go play for Alabama, you go to play for Nick Saban. Period. You go to play for a championship caliber program. Yes, you want an NIL deal. Yes, Bryce Young probably made more money last year than rookie quarterbacks in the NFL. All of them. Right? Because he's Bryce Young. He's at Alabama. It's different. 
But when you talk about the ACC and you look at where some of these schools are located, Miami. Miami's doing great in NIL, especially in basketball now, but in football as well. They're going to be more competitive again. They're getting better in basketball. They're getting players. They're keeping players because of NIL. Chapel Hill, North Carolina, not a big metropolis. Raleigh, North Carolina, all right, a little bit bigger, but not huge. In fact, all of those schools on Tobacco Road, not big urban cities, more of a rural feel. Blacksburg, Virginia, I don't think so. Syracuse, New York, all right, you got my attention a little bit, but not a lot. It's not New York City. Boston, yes, Boston College. I'm surprised they're not doing better. I'm surprised their recruiting class hasn't gotten exponentially better because of NIL. That's the deal here. If you're coming to Louisville, you're going to get a car dealership ad, right? Or you're going to line up something with Churchill Downs where you're going to get paid to, to speak on behalf of the racetrack. Norton's. All of the restaurants in town. All of the car dealerships in town. There is plenty of money to go around for these young, and I'm going to say this the right way, athlete students when they come to Louisville, Kentucky. They just, there just is. Do you want to come here because of the tradition and the lore? Not really. Lamar Jackson was great. Lamar Jackson was a diamond in the rough that the Cards found, made a better player, and got a Heisman Trophy with. That's fantastic. And you use that to your advantage. That's not why you're coming to Louisville. He's a running back. Again, running backs in the NFL, dime a dozen anymore. You can't tell me the starting running backs on half of the NFL teams, maybe even a third. Can't do it. Because they're fluid, they change, the guys don't last in the league that long. So if you're a high school running back, a great high school running back, number one, number two, number three in your class, you need to make your money in the NIL. Because the longevity in the NFL for a running back is so short. There is no longevity. It's short-jevity. You're not there very long. So... What Louisville, the city, has to offer may be more important to these recruits than Louisville, the university. And that's the way it's going to be from now on. That's the way it's going to be from now on. We talked to John Hale, uh, Courier Journal beat writer for UK yesterday, and I asked him about whether or not a nine-game SEC schedule would end the University of Kentucky versus University of Louisville football series. And he basically said, yeah, there's a good chance that could happen. Now, Louisville fan is going to say, oh, we're getting better. We're getting all these recruits. They got one more year, and then they don't want to play us anymore. Maybe that's true. Kentucky's going to say, oh, we got to play nine SEC games instead of 12, instead of eight in a 12-game schedule. Mark Stoops is going to say, well, that's tough. We need three easy victories because we are worried about bowl eligibility. And our three easiest victories are going to be a Mac school and another Mac school and maybe a third Mac school. That's the 
conundrum that each school is in here. Louisville's taken it on the chin from Kentucky in football for quite a while now, quite a few years. They are poised to bounce back, not this coming year, but the year after that. And with this recruiting class, if you can keep them together, years to come. And you build. Look what Kentucky's done. You don't. You get one recruiting class, that's great. But you got to build. You got to build, build, build on each recruiting class. Where you say to your coaches, next year's class, as good as this year's is, next year's has to be better. We need to get one step further next year. And the year after that, same thing. This is a great start for Louisville football in that class. Great start. It all started with Pierce Clarkson, and dominoes are falling into place. And if you're a Kentucky fan, I understand you don't like it, but there's nothing better than great games in the rivalry, right? There's nothing better than that. If you're winning 40 to nothing, 56 to 10, it's not much of a rivalry. Kentucky fan can gloat and say, well, we're happy about that. But as a football fan, you shouldn't be happy about it. It certainly doesn't make your team any better. And if you're a Kentucky fan, I don't care how good Louisville is, you want to play them in football, in basketball, in everything. In everything. The coaching staff, the administration, the athletic department, the athletic director might find a reason why you shouldn't play them or don't want to play them anymore, but it doesn't skew with the fans. The fans want to play. The fans want to play. And if Kentucky cancels the football series with Louisville, the fans of Kentucky will say, well, we had to get out of that. We got nine games in the SEC. Louisville fan will say you're running scared because now our recruits are coming in here. And keep this in mind. Scott Satterfield was on the hot seat as, as recently as this year, this past year, late 2021. Remember the rumor, and when I say rumor, I'm using air quotes because it wasn't really just a rumor that Vince Tyree was going to maybe bring back Jeff Brom. It's time for Brom to come home and coach the Cardinals. I've got great sources on this, not just a rumor. And the president of the university, the outgoing president of the university, Dr. Ben DePuty, stuck a fork in it and said it's not going to happen right before she left to take another job. Scott Satterfield might only win four games this year, five games, maybe three, maybe six. Who knows? But if he wins three, do you have to keep him around because he's the coach? that brought all these all this talent in the following season? Or do you look to go another direction? There are uh, There's at least one new golfer headed to the Live Tour. We'll talk about that. NBA draft is Thursday. Kyrie Irving is in the news again. Must be a slow news day. Nick Curran from the Louisville Bats will join me after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.
Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. College World Series last night. Auburn beat Stanford 6-2. Stanford, number two seed, eliminated. And then last night, Ole Miss beat Arkansas 13-5 in the SEC matchup today. Texas A&M against Notre Dame. That's an elimination game at 2 o'clock. And Arkansas and Auburn, an elimination game at 7 o'clock. Both those games on ESPN today and tonight. The Bats uh, beat Iowa on, or excuse me, won at Durham on Sunday. They will start a six-game series with Iowa, the Cubs tonight. And I'm joined on the Eminem Cartage Hotline by Nick Curran, Bats play-by-play voice. Nick, how are you today? Good, John. How are you? I'm good. How was Durham? Tell me about the uh, the games, and tell me about the lovely city of Durham, North Carolina. Yeah, Durham's a good. Uh, it's a good city. Um, there's a lot going on downtown we we stayed downtown for the first time in my time with the bats so that was nice walking distance to the ballpark which is great uh series did not go great durham's a, a really good team they're they're maybe the best power hitting team at least among the best power hitting teams in the league a, a good young uh core of players a lot of prospects on their team so they they won four of six but the bats got a nice uh, win on sunday to, to salvage a second game in that series and to come home on a winning note um, city's good. <laughs> Durham is my my least favorite place uh, to go because okay. they uh, several several years ago before my time moved their press box well created a new kind of club uh, inside behind the plate. They moved their press box down the first baseline. The radio booths are basically staring right at first base. With uh, you're not very high up, people stand up right in front of you and. Uh, uh, so that's not great. It's by far the worst vantage point in the league. And the people in general there are, uh, well, they've had a lot of success over the years, Durham. And, uh, they look at themselves as like their, their sort of thing <laughs> is to be the, the 31st major league team. And, um, they, 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 you get a feel that they have a very high opinion of themselves. And so, um, that side of it is not overly fun, not a very welcoming place all in all, but, uh, but but the city's good and and the, there's good places to eat around and and uh, and that's that's a good thing. So what you're telling me is Durham's ballpark has bad vantage point from the press box, and Duke University basketball has horrible vantage points to uh, broadcast a basketball game as well. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, I mean, I would take Cameron uh, all day in terms of vantage point over, over what you deal with at, uh, at Durham Bulls athletic park, the D bath, as they call it. Um, but Cameron's not really that bad. It is, you, you can see very well. It's actually a good, I, like, I kind of like it. I know people don't, um, but, but you get a good view of the floor and all that. So that part of it's fine. You can see what you need to see. Not so much the case in, uh, in the ballpark. If, if anything happens in right field, it is a tough, tough thing to see uh, there at the ballpark. What so, do you do? Not, what do you do okay. when you're broadcasting and a ball gets down in that corner and you can't see what's going on? How do you handle that? Well, they, uh, I, I crush Durham usually. That's <laughs> usually what happens. Well, that's we're in Durham, so I have no idea what's happening. Um, that's there's probably more mature and professional ways to handle it, but that's usually how I handle it. You lean out the window and see the best you can and say, Hey, we're in a terrible spot because we're in Durham. Fans like to have a winning product. Um, but there's more to triple a baseball, obviously. 
Uh, tell me about the bats uh, clubhouse feel right now, the standings, and how important is it to be contending at the AAA level as of as compared to how important it is to be developing players? Yeah, I think everybody wants to win, and I think that's the goal every day, and no one likes losing, and I think that yeah. weighs on a clubhouse when when you're not. But as you said, uh, certainly that not the the only thing. And I, I think that um, de- development is important. I think that certain major league organizations uh, put more emphasis on winning in the minor leagues and specifically AAA more than others. And uh, and so you, you kind of see that Durham wins basically every year because the, the Rays uh, obviously have a big emphasis on that. And there's other teams that you see that that uh, that it's pretty consistent. Unfortunately, uh, with the bats, it's been a while since we've had a winner. But but there are all other bright spots. You know, there are there are guys who who are pitching well. Eddie Demirius out of the bullpen has had six or seven scoreless outings in the month of June. He's throwing it well, and that's uh, you know that's kind of a, a win. Um, there's guys who are swinging it well at the plate. Donovan Solano, a Reds rehabber. Uh, who has been with the bats the last couple of weeks has been swinging it really, really well, and and so that's a good thing to see. And I would assume he'll be ready to rejoin that Reds club very, very soon. Um, ben Lively as a starter has been having a really good run of it lately. Um, has kind of become the the bats ace, if you will. So um, there, there's always good performances and, and good things to sort of hang the hat on, and and some games uh, just don't go the way you like, um, you know, some games are well played. You just lose. Um, and, and that happens, but, uh, but there's always uh, little things to look at. And I think that's what, you know, keeps the, the clubhouse engaged too. seeing something like Chris Oakey getting a chance to go to the big leagues, yeah. uh, a catcher who's been in the red system for a while, got his first ever call a couple of weeks ago. And I think that energizes everybody, uh, to see somebody like that get a call to the big leagues. And, and so that's that's a big thing in the clubhouse because it's, you know, for guys who haven't been before, it's if he gets there, so can I. And if it's for guys who are trying to get back, it, you know, it's, it's a big pick-me-up to see something like that happen. So um, there's all kinds of things. There's all sorts of psychology to it. But there's always something to sort of uh, keep an eye on and keep track of and always something going well. Talking to Nick Kern, play-by-play voice of the Louisville Bats. Bats open a six-game homestand against the Iowa Cubs tonight. 7.05, first pitch, 6.35. You can hear Nick uh, right here on the Big X with the pregame show at 6.35. Uh, let's talk about this series and some of the promotions. Dog Day, of course, tonight. Bring your dog to the park. And then a 12.05 start tomorrow, right? It is a 12.05. Uh, dog Day has actually been... I uh, believe you can still bring your dog out. A lot of the dog day festivities have been canceled because of the expected extreme heat. Yes. Um, but but get out there if you want. I believe we still have uh, availability to, to bring the dog if you want to. Um, 12.05 tomorrow, uh, kind of a businessman special on a summer camp day, so that'll be good. Half-price tickets for seniors 55 and older and a senior stroll around the bases. I qualify for well. that, by the way. I qualify for that. Well, we'll see you out there. How fast do these guys get around the bases? These elderly gentlemen and ladies, how fast do they get around the bases? No, it's a stroll, so it's not a race <laughs> out there. No one's trying to get around quickly. Um, so nobody, nobody, there's not a passing lane on the bases? I don't think so. Right. I think everyone's very orderly out there. I it's, think it should uh, be a race, Nick. Have a race. 
I don't know that that's something. Uh, well, I'll, I'll give it to Greg Tell and see Greg if we can out. put that in the hopper for next year. We do it in heats, right? We have, uh, you know, we have six or seven heats of old people running around the bases. I'm telling you, I'm videoing that. It's going on Twitter. We could we could have some heats. I don't know who's going to run all this because uh, <laughs> a lot of us are getting out of there after the twelve oh five game. But <laughs> but if there's folks around that want to do it, that's fine. Uh, Two dollar beer happy hour on Thursday. It's also Pride, Pride night. night. Yeah. Ooh. That'll be a big night. And then uh, Friday is Mashers night. Bats will play as the Mashers for the first time this year. Um, and all the normal Friday night stuff as well with fireworks, post game, and some baseball bingo. And then Saturday, uh, Star Wars night, special Star Wars jerseys. There's supposed to be a ton of Star Wars characters out and about around the ballpark for photo ops and the like. Um, so that'll be cool. Fireworks after that game also. And then uh, Sunday, Kids eat free, kids run the bases, as is kind of the, the thing each and every Sunday. And then since we weren't home a couple days ago for Father's Day, play catch with Dad on the field after the game Sunday as well. So uh, that's a 105 game. And, uh, yeah, a big week, a lot a lot going on this weekend. So hopefully folks can, uh, can make it out. As you said, the Iowa Cubs in town. I know um, a lot of Cubs fans in the area. They yes. were in back in April and, and back here. Uh, back for their second trip so yes yes indeed so batsbaseball.com if you want to get out and, and see uh one of those promotions or see the bats or see the i cubs and as i as a cubs fan i can tell you i would rather watch the iowa cubs than the chicago cubs i will say that um I, you're not alone <laughs> uh talk about masher's night a little bit more on friday uh we they've done this promotion numerous times before are we still uh, having a little bourbon tasting going on during this there will be. A, there's the bourbon tasting. Uh, Masher's Night is always brought to, to everyone by our friends at Evan Williams and uh, some bourbon tasting going on on the concourse. And then uh, we'll be in the Masher's Garb, folks, have, have come to, to kind of know and love from over, uh, from over the years, those, those navy blue jerseys with, uh, with, the, with the cool red on there. And um, it's always, uh, it's always a, a, a neat night getting a chance to rebrand like that, uh, the the merchandise has become very popular, certainly available in the in the Bats team store uh, as well. And we've got a, a few of those on the calendar for this year. This is the first one. And so uh, a bourbon and baseball, a great, great combination on Friday night. So it'll be it'll be good as always. And then Saturday night, 7.05, first pitch, uh, Star Wars night. You mentioned it, uh, but uh, I didn't know there was going to be a lot of Star Wars characters around. This is uh, – is this for – People my age that were Star Wars nerds back in 1976, or is this for, will the kids love it? Is there a mixture here? Yeah, there's a mixture. There's usually a, a very good mix of characters from both the the older batch ah, of movies and, okay. and the newer batch. So there, there's usually a, a, good, a good mixture. I think the jerseys are newer movie-themed, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I, I'm not as well versed in star Wars <laughs> to be able to tell you exactly what's on them. But I believe they are from the, the newer crop of movies, but they look really good. And, um, yeah, Greg said that's going to be a, a kind of a veritable army of, uh, of star Wars characters in on, on Saturday. So that'll be really cool. If you are a fan from, of any of the, uh, of any of the movies, I think we'll probably have you covered with, with what we'll have at the ballpark on Saturday. See, I'm, I'm a fan of the first three movies back in my youth, but the, the next six, I'm sorry, I, I never, I had no, no desire to see those. Are you a sci-fi movie guy or at all? 
Yeah, a, a little bit. Um, I'm. I I never got super into the Star Wars like the original three movies, and then Episode One was a big thing when I was a kid. I uh, kind of fell off after that, but I uh, I'm a big Star Trek guy. I always got into Star Trek. Um, Star Trek: The Next Generation was was kind of my thing. So um, that's uh, that's more my speed, and I know my way around that world a lot yeah. better than I do the Star Wars world. I'm more excited about July 23rd against Nashville uh, Iron Man Night. I mean, I I came to Spider Man Night. I'm I'm excited about Iron Man Night. Uh, it'll be, it'll be great. It's a long way off. I know that. Well, um, yeah, but Iron Man will be great. The the Marvel stuff is always is always a hit. A lot of people love that. Uh, I'm sure your grandson is going to love that. He too. will be there. He was there. Uh, he got to meet Spider Man last time, and I've already got the tickets uh, from a friend set aside for Iron Man night too. Nick, thank you as always. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy the series, and we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it as always, John. We'll see you. We'll see you sometime this week. Nick Curran, the uh, play-by-play voice of the Louisville Bats. Again, the Bats hosting Iowa. First of a six-game set tonight at Slugger Field, seven oh five. First pitch, six thirty-five pregame. You can hear all the action right here on the Big X. Before I take a break, NBA draft is Thursday. Orlando has the first pick, and they're being very quiet about uh, what they're going to do. Jabari Smith of Auburn is considered one of the top three. The top three are Jabari Smith of Auburn, Chet Holmgren, the big seven foot three shooting guard, I guess you would call him, from Gonzaga. Uh, and who am I forgetting? Paolo Bancaro from Duke. Paolo Bancaro seems to have the most upside as a pro. Guess who's sort of sneaking into some mock drafts in the third spot and knocking Chet Holmgren out? Shaden Sharp of Kentucky. But the Orlando Magic have the first pick, Oklahoma City second pick, then Houston, Sacramento, Detroit. Um, It's all about need. It's all about need-based. And I do think Jabari Smith, you can't go wrong with Jabari Smith, and I think you can't go wrong with Paolo Bancaro. Everybody's worried about Chet Holmgren because nobody's seen Chet Holmgren before. He is sort of, I don't want to compare him to Giannis Antetokounmpo because he's not that good. He's not that good of a ball handler. But for his size, being able to play on the perimeter and handle the ball fairly well, that's about the best comparison you can come up with. He's not going to be a point guard. He's not going to bring it down the floor. But he is going to play outside to in. He's not going to play inside to out. Uh, And in this day and age with Steph and the three-pointer, I think he's a gamble. I think he's a gamble. He's got to put some muscle on. Um, And I think Shaden Sharp's a gamble because he's gone for all these workouts. These workouts are not games, all right? He never played a college game. He didn't play late in his high school season, his, his high school year, his final high school year. He didn't. He didn't play. And you're going to draft a guy with one of the top three or four picks in the draft who you haven't seen play actual basketball against other players in over two, two years. That's dangerous. I think Jabari Smith's a lock to be great. And I think Ben Carroll's a lock to be great after that. Good luck. All right. Kyrie Irving 
He's got an option on the table. Will he take it? We'll talk about that. The Yankees are on pace to break the Mariners' regular season wins record. And another star golfer is leaving for the Live Tour. All that and more. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment. Don't forget, no show tomorrow. Bats baseball tomorrow, eleven thirty-five pregame, twelve oh five first pitch, and uh, that is on the heels of tonight's seven oh five first pitch. So uh, Nick Curran, Jim Kelch, bringing you all the action right here on the Big X. I'll be back Thursday with boxing movies. I already got a couple of submissions on the uh, Thornton's text line. 414-1450 of uh, favorite boxing movies. You can send me your top three. I will, uh, you know, each top three, if it's your top movie, it gets three points. Second movie gets two points. And your third movie gets one point. And that's how I tally up all the scores um, each week. This week, boxing movies. There's some great boxing movies out there. Great boxing movies. I don't want to skew anybody, so I'm not going to name any of them. But uh, there's some fantastic ones out there. It is Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's each week. One lucky refreshing awards member will win $10,000. That happens all summer long with the grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Simply open your refreshing awards app, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon to enter. It's not the only way to enter. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Bud Light 12-packs, Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, on large Doritos, many, many more using your refreshing awards card. It is Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. If you're not a Refreshing Rewards member, text REWARDS to 80313 today. That's 80313. Uh, beautiful day out there, but it is hot. Got to get the shady rays out. I'll have them on in the pool today. Uh, if I break them, if I lose them, that's okay. Shady Rays is going to give me another pair for free. That is the uh, lost and broken replacement guarantee. Shady Rays is an independent American-owned company started in Kentucky they uh, offer an industry best combination of fit, style, and performance without the big brand price tag. Again, if they melt on your face in this uh, in this hundred degree weather, and I hope they don't. Let's be clear about that. Hope that doesn't happen. Because if it does, be careful peeling those off. That hurts. Look, they're high quality. I don't think they're going to melt. But if it happens, they'll give you another pair for free. Also, uh, Shady Rays provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order. They've donated over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades. Feel good by making an impact. If you don't love them, which you will, but if you don't, exchange them for a new pair. Return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is offering 25% off. You can try them out, see what they're all about. Use the code BIGX at checkout. For 25% off all adult shades, that is ShadyRays.com. Some news and notes here. Sad news out of uh, West Lafayette, Indiana. Caleb Swanigan, uh, former Purdue Boilermaker basketball player, 25 years old, passed away yesterday. No details have been released as to his cause of death. Uh, He was a first-round draft pick out of Purdue, played uh, parts of three seasons in the NBA, but Caleb Swanigan passes away last night. All but four women now out of 26, it is reported today, have settled their uh, civil suits against Deshaun Watson. 
I guess he and his uh, team are doling out the money because uh, only four women now left that have not settled their civil suits with um, Deshaun Watson, the Cleveland quarterback. Um, incredible. Texter Buzz, uh, my man Buzz, says, Buzz will not be running around the bases anytime soon. Yeah, I just wonder about that on, uh, I guess it's Wednesday. Us old people, senior citizens, get to run around the bases after the game. Or as uh, Nick Curran said, stroll, stroll around the bases. Look, I'm pulling up at second with a double. I am. I'm stopping at second. You're going to have to, two, three more hits probably drive me in, but I don't know. I don't know. Texture says, if NIL weren't a thing, U of L would still be recruiting like complete and total bums and nothing would change. Now the program can throw whatever to incoming recruits, Satterfield and the coaching staff is all of a sudden great. Not to mention, UK had the worst talent in Power 5 football when Stoops took over. U of L fans are literally incompetent. Well, that's a little strong. I like it. It's opinionated. That's what I want on this show. Give me your opinion. I like it. Louisville is taking advantage of NIL, and they should. Uh, the Yankees are on pace. I looked it up today. I did the math. They're on pace for 121 regular season wins. They are 50-17 and 17 after a 4-2 win over the Tampa Bay Rays last night. 116 is the record. Seattle Mariners uh, in the early 2000s had a 116-win a, uh, season. Remember this. They didn't get to the World Series. This Yankee team has flaws. They hit a lot of home runs, but they strike out a lot. They walk a lot, but they don't hit a lot of singles. They lead the league in homers. The Arizzo hit one last night. They may have hit two last night, and then they scored two runs. Uh, they scored four runs. They hit a lot of homers. They don't get a lot of hits. They are 13th in the league in number of hits. So you got to keep that in mind when you get to the postseason because, as I mentioned yesterday, great pitching usually beats great hitting. And when you get into the playoffs, you're running into teams that have quality pitching. That's how they got to the playoffs. All right, Kyrie Irving has a $36 million player option on the table. It's up to him. He's got eight more days. June 29th is the deadline. To opt in to his contract, which will pay him $36 million for one more year with the Brooklyn Nets, then he becomes a free agent. Now, the Nets and Kyrie's people, somebody sent out through the athletic that uh, they're at an impasse. All right. I, it's a slow news day. What can I tell you? It's a slow news day when we're talking. If this was the NFL season, we wouldn't even care. We wouldn't even care. Oh, Kyrie and his uh, agent are in an impasse with the Nets over his contract? Okay, nobody cares. What the, uh, what the Bills and the Cowboys do last night? Now, the Nets want a guarantee of games played. Here's a guy who lost $50 million. I'm sorry, $15 million because he wouldn't get vaccinated. Missed games. Lost money. Left it on the table. The Nets want a guarantee. If we're going to pay you $36 million guaranteed, then we have to have a guarantee of the number of games you're going to be available for. Now, no longer does he have to sit out of games in New York City or Brooklyn. So that helps. Kyrie's got two options here. If he takes the money, if he takes the $36 million option, then Brooklyn has his rights. They can trade him. 
if they can get anything for him, or they can have him play out the year and, you know, maybe re-sign him after the year, maybe not. That Brooklyn has all the power if Kyrie opts in. Yes, he's going to get $36 million. But Brooklyn doesn't have to trade him. And if he doesn't want to play there anymore, then he can not opt in. He can opt out of that contract. But if he opts out, good luck finding a team. Good luck finding a team that's going to sign you for that amount of money. Now, Kyrie's different because usually it's all about the money. I don't think he cares about the money. He's a bizarre character. He can go play with the Lakers and play with LeBron for the uh, league minimum for someone of his stature, which is $6.5 million. $30 million less than he would opt in for with the Nets. Would he do that for one year? He's still one of the best players in the league. Like him, don't like him, however you feel about Kyrie Irving's personal life, he is one of the best players in the league. He has a great handle, he can score, he can distribute. Doesn't play a lot of defense, but offensively, top five players in the league, without question. Not even close. But if he opts out, he's got to find a team, if he wants money, that has salary cap room. There's only a couple out there. Oklahoma City, Detroit, that's about it. Orlando, maybe. That's about it. And he doesn't want to go play for those teams. Not if he wants to win. Sign and trade. What are you going to get for Kyrie Irving? Are the Mavericks going to put together a package of three or four players who make mid-level salaries just, just to get Kyrie in there to play with Luka? I don't think so. Are the Lakers going to trade Anthony Davis? No, I don't think so. For Kyrie? Nope. Are they going to be able to trade Russell Westbrook? I doubt it. Not with his contract. They're not going to be able to get out from under that. So they don't have any cap space. The Clippers don't have any cap space. If you're Kyrie Irving, your best option, I believe, is to stay with the Nets. You still got Kevin Durant. You got Ben Simmons. Maybe there's a glorious resurrection in Ben Simmons' career. Joe Harris, who was injured all year, will be back. And that's your best chance. He's got eight days to figure this out. And I'm sure he would love a sign and trade, but there's no team available to trade him to where Brooklyn would get equal value. Brooklyn doesn't have to trade him. If they sign him, if he opts in, they they get to keep him. Now, what does Kevin Durant want? Who knows? That's a big question. Kevin Durant wanted to go there, wanted to play with Kyrie, wanted to play with James Harden. The Harden thing didn't work out. But there you go. We'll know more in a week. Brooks Kepka, the 19th ranked player in the world, is leaving the PGA Tour to join Live Golf. Now, we should have seen this coming after Kepka's U.S. Open press conference. When he said he was tired of answering all these questions, we're doing a disservice to the U.S. Open. Um, it's a it's a black mark on the U.S. Open. This This should be about this particular tournament. That's all I'm focused on. That was a... That was a hint, and we didn't see it. That was a clue. Because most players, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, most of the big players that are staying on the PGA Tour answered the question with, look, I'm staying on the PGA Tour, period. 
I was offered or I was not offered, whichever the case may be, I turned it down, I'm going to stay on the PGA Tour. Brooks Kepka didn't say that, so we should have figured it out. He, his brother's over in the Live Golf Tour, and now Brooks Kepka is gone as well. Abraham Answer, who is 20th ranked in the world, is probably going to go as well. That's the uh, scuttlebutt. Colin Morikawa was rumored to be going, but he sent out a message on his own Twitter account saying, nope, I don't know where this came from. I'm staying with the PGA Tour. That's what you, when you hear that, that's when you believe these guys. When they don't say anything like that, when they say, I don't want to talk about it, it's not what is in the front of my mind right now, I'm concentrating on the U.S. Open, or I'm concentrating on my game right now, that's when you need to worry, "Uh uh-oh, this guy's probably going to go. And that's what Kepka did at his U.S. Open press conference. I'm so sick and tired of answering these questions. I, I haven't even thought about it. He hadn't thought about it. He hadn't talked to his brother about it. Two days after the U.S. Open, he announces he's leaving for the Live Golf Tour. It really came about that quickly? I don't think so. PGA Commissioner Jay Monahan going to have a press conference tomorrow because the PGA is starting to get a little nervous here. The Live Tour now has eight of the top 50 in the official world golf rankings. They've got eight out of 50. The big question here, what becomes of these lower-level tournaments? The Travelers Championship is this week. The John Deere Classic of the week after that. Who's going to play in these things? How many of the top players are either going to go play live golf, which, by the way, the next tournament is in Portland, starting uh, next a week, a week from Thursday, three-day, uh, I guess it's tournament. I call it an exhibition. Shotgun start, no cuts, 48 players, three rounds. That's an exhibition. But what's going to happen to these smaller PGA Tour events that aren't going to offer the prestige of a major or the money of a big event like Bay Hill or the Memorial? What's going to happen to these lower-level PGA Tournament events? Because you got to have some golfers at your event, some really good golfers, to, to get fans in there. Fans aren't coming out to watch... No offense to, but fans aren't coming out to watch Sam Burns yet. Maybe you know, he's going to be really good, but they're not coming out to watch Sam Burns. They're not coming out to watch Tommy Fleetwood. Right? They're just not. They're not coming out to watch Kevin Na, who's now in the Live Tour. So these little smaller tournaments... They either have to up the prize money, up, put up some uh, appearance fees to get these bigger names to show up. And I think the PGA is starting to get a little nervous. When Dustin Johnson and Phil went, okay, Dustin's 37, Phil's over 50. Brooks Koepka's 32. Now, he's had some injuries, but he's a four-time major winner. This This is a tough call for the PGA. And I'm interested to see what the press conference is like tomorrow. Reminder, no show tomorrow. Be back with boxing movies on Thursday. Bats baseball tonight and tomorrow afternoon right here on the Big X. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.